9,000, the weekly podcast for the World Wide Web's final funny website, 1900hotdog.com. I'm the internet's Sean Baby, joined by the Omewa of my Shinderu, Robert Brockway. <laughs> Honored. Uh, here's a Brockway fact. I have never been convicted of Kung Fu VHS racketeering. Never convicted. No follow-up questions. God damn. All right. No follow-up nice questions. Well, like Brockway, our guest this week is an unkillable catch wrestler, pride fighter, pancreas champ, UFC heavyweight champ, a true MMA and grappling legend who is now pulling heads off human spines at GCW Bloodsport. It's the War Master, Josh Barney! I like it. I like it. I can go with it. It, it, <laughs> it is very indicative of how far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> I love Bloodsport. No bullshit. I I have some stuff I want to talk about about Bloodsport. I'm down. I love it. Because um, you know this, but I'm a, a big fan of yours since the early, early Pride days. Uh, it's mutual. Uh, it is. This is really wow. one of the, maybe the most esoteric internet mashups over <laughs> decades. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I your think your I internet romance. I, I, for real. I was Long blooming. SeanBaby.com way back in the probably using Netflix or, or Netscape Navigator days. And yeah. uh, it's designed to look best on yes, Netscape Navigator. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I remember e- literally emailing you and I was fucking chatting. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. I love that. So wild. I was like, oh, fucking Josh Barnett's emailed me. This is normal, normal day. But yeah, dude, I would uh, like 20 years ago, I'd rent VHS tapes of Pancrase and Pride TV broadcasts from an anime store in Portland. And watch your old fights. Uh, like, that's how I found Pride. There's a specific uh, MMA store? There was a specific no, MMA it was store like 20 an, years ago. It was an anime store. This is really anime. Like, yeah, this is actually would just cool. tape. Yeah. Wait, that's they weird. They would tape TV that's broadcasts and everything. An anime store. And, uh, I was like, oh, it was an anime <laughs> store. No, that's way stranger. Well, they had a couple of boxes with pictures. Mm-hmm. And I found um, Sakuraba versus uh, Hoist Gracie. And it was just that fight, not the rest of the tournament. So it's just a 90-minute fight of Sakuraba <laughs> beating up, like... I thought, what the fuck is this fighting league? Yeah, it was great stuff. So, and I remember finding lots of Japanese pro wrestling, mm-hmm. especially UWF and UWFI stuff, and then rings and um, you know the, the whole gamut and, and other events that I could get a hold of. Uh, oh, and weird Japanese gore flicks. That was interesting, too. Right. At a uh, Japanese VHS shop in the International District in Seattle as like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And just being like, wow, what I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't read anything that's on these box boxes and all the, right. the box art, but everything about it just makes me want to get really hard. Now, especially <laughs> 20 years ago, like definitely MMA has broken through to mm-hmm. as far as it's ever going to right now. But 20 years ago, still being an obscure thing, they had to have thought you were murderers, the people that ran those stores. <laughs> like they just come in and like, they're the only market for our violence section. We just have a violence section. And they, right. these white boys come in, <laughs> have to find it from overseas. Well, to their credit, <laughs> I did murder several people in Portland, <laughs> yeah. Oregon in the okay. uh, You know, in Portland, it, it, there, there's little levels to that. So there's an acceptable right. ratio and, you know, uh, uh, different like delineations between, you know, acceptable and unacceptable murder. So Oh, yeah. It's Thunderdome uh, now. Keep as Portland long as you take weird. their water, it's justified. Yeah, yeah. If you say keep Portland weird and you kill them, it's totally legal. Yeah, exactly. that's pretty weird. And then uh, I imagine both me and Sean Baby just intensely studying, you know, something that they know that we have no idea what we're reading. 
because we can't read it at all. And then <laughs> right. grinning maliciously about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were terrified. Yeah. Uh, no, but for real, though, I do want to talk about Bloodsport because mm-hmm. I think uh, you've made the world of violence a better place. Mm. Um, I think uh, I grew up with cartoon Hulkamania, which I loved. Uh, and when I got back into wrestling as an adult, it was the era of like beer foam and thumbtacks and brawn panties matches. Mm. So I came to appreciate uh, catch wrestling late in life, completely unrelated to TV broadcasts. Uh, the Puro Resu or Strong Style or whatever. People get what I'm talking about. Um, matches where the ass kicking is very uh, gentlemanly and serious, mm-hmm. uh, like a classic before time shoot fight. So, like, I think if you showed Bloodsport to someone in 1985, they would have no idea it was fake. Like, no. every match, it's just two maniacs fucking with full WrestleMania energy, just leaving it all there. Uh, it's on like a, like a Bloodsport platform. Mm-hmm. So if, if the listeners haven't checked it out, uh, it's fucking awesome. Uh, a lot of people you'd recognize from MMA and pro wrestling, and they just they go at it. Uh, so I appreciate what you've done. You saw the kind of pro wrestling league you wanted, and you you just made it. Well, yeah, um, I mean, there there are there are some serious limitations towards you know, developing a, a shoot style, let's say, a product, uh, which mm-hmm. for the non pro wrestling lingo initiated for a product that isn't that is strictly reality based, even if it is mm-hmm. worked, and although shoot style also back in japan it wasn't always worked there's actually plenty of matches that were just straight up fights because they had uh kind of a code of conduct where you know they'd say okay well you gotta you're gonna let this guy go over or and then the guy might say no and so they come back oh well he doesn't want to do it will you put him over and then they say no they're like well then fight (laughs) yeah well then i guess we're fighting today (laughs) and uh generally it was sorted out by the gym so as they're training in their dojo and it's really the classical model is for a pro wrestling promotion to also have a dojo that trains wrestlers from the ground up to then be a part of the the system and also be imparted with the basic structures of what they consider their style and they would just train in the dojo and whoever was winning in the dojo generally got the pushes because they were the best mm-hmm. guy. Um, and with what we're doing with blood sport, I don't have the luxury of having like a fully funded Japanese dojo full of little like, uh, straplings running around, striplings running around, like washing us and cooking you all of our food and everything. <laughs> you can't buy like 20 children. Are you telling me that? The children are expensive these days, you know, with inflation. Well, you some, some murder interns is what you're looking yeah. for. So uh, the easiest way, you know, as if it was ever easy to structure these sort of things is you have a dojo system. And so everybody in there is all getting basically smartened up and trained hard and, and proper. But I've been really fortunate to find just incredible athletes out there that either have backgrounds or are really earnest about developing the skills. And so I've worked with a bunch of the people that are on the shows and I've been really fortunate with just my ability to go out there and, and, and find the right athletes and they're they show up gung-ho i have no problems yeah. with everyone who comes up there they really give me their all and i i absolutely love it yeah it's the fucking best also um, interesting enough there's a lot of people that in this day and age will i'll, I'll see the comments and they'll go oh you know I think they really were hit fighting at that part. Or, you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe this, I think they got mad. And it's, I just never say anything. I never tell anyone a word because you know what? Maybe that did happen. Maybe it didn't. I'm not helping you break the fourth wall on this. 
Right, like they could research it if they really wanted to know. (laughs) So what that really is, is them saying, I wish, Mm -hmm. I wish that that was for real. Such a weird take, though. Just do it. Well, and you know what? The way we operate, we'll never say. It's never, we don't, Mm -hmm. we know that you always want to know how Copperfield, or in our case, Doug Henning, did the magic trick. But... uh, I don't. But, but are we old enough for Doug Henning? Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts my back. Yeah, D O U G H E N N I N G. For those who have no <laughs> idea who we're talking about, and once you see him, you'll understand. But uh, we um, <laughs> we 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 want people to stay immersed as much as possible because it just feels mm-hmm. like it's uh you know it's better that way. Like you get more out of it. See, I, the, if the comments are saying I think they're fighting for real, that that was what I thought was a weird take because uh, everyone seems so happy in Bloodsport. Like it's obviously violent, but it's like, oh my god, these two guys respect and love each other so much. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's how I uh, feel when I watch a Bloodsport match. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah, no, I mean there is a high amount of respect across the athletes. Yeah, yeah. They so I appreciate the, what uh, you've done, uh, creating something so uh, that, you, that you saw in your mind's eye. Speaking of, uh, I always dreamed of a job where I could make fun of ninja movies. With UFC champions, and through the power of will, here we are. <laughs> you believed it, and you have achieved it. You come true, rainbow. <laughs> you know, we were actually going to talk about uh, UFC two, mm-hmm. but uh, figured that'd be a bad topic for you since you're probably close to some of those guys, mm-hmm. and you you said that that's actually a real thing. So, uh, what we're talking about today is a movie you actually sent to me called Lone Tiger. <laughs> From 1996. <laughs> I, I knew my audience. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> there was uh, so many surprises in store, but we've already hit the big one. 1996 for this movie? Yeah. I was feels- just... That's not like a re-release date? That's when this came out? <laughs> mm. It is. It uh, definitely feels like an 80s movie. It, yeah, it, this it, is like 82. Hard 82. <laughs> you think so? I don't know. I mean, I feel like 82 would have had more sincerity. Because <laughs> I mean, if That's you watch like schlocky early '80s, late '70s, you know, the bad, you know, late early '80s is basically backwash of late '70s. So yeah, you watch these things and you're like, this is so utterly preposterous, and you know, everybody really believes in it. <laughs> they yeah. really thought they were making something. I, I, I saw a weird kind of sincerity at times, but I guess it was a little hard behind the tiger mask. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it was that. <laughs> maybe the stunt guy behind the tiger mask was feeling sincere at that moment or really horny, oh. either or. Uh, it, I was, yeah, I was getting the horny, definitely. Well, yeah, know, see? Robert Zadar is always sincere, so I wouldn't take that away from mm-hmm. him. And always horny. Richard Lynch was sincerely upset that this is where he had ended up. <laughs> yes, bad guy from the Barbarians, Richard Lynch. He's one of oh, our favorites. He, oh, sword and sorcerer. Um, oh, fuck uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Invasion USA. Um, oh, yeah. Of he, you know, he's also in this movie with, I believe he's in this, this Corman flick with John Carradine, where it's like post-apocalyptic, weird, coked out people in loincloths. Okay. And is that the one where he has the robot hand that can fly? No, but that's boy, that's a special <laughs> one. What is that? <laughs> Future Force. And then there's yeah, that, sounds right. Uh, yes. And there's a sequel to it as well. Yeah, the, the, I love how he just keeps hitting one button over and over and over again. That does everything. There's this this movie where he's like on a motorcycle with a crystal sword. It's it's lovely. Yeah. I'm already it's, on board. Like that's that's it. And he has a remote control for the flying fist, but he just keeps hitting one button. It never occurred to him that like 
this is going to look fucking stupid. But uh, it doesn't. It looks great. Um, Why would you need more than the fist button? The fist button does everything. Yeah. It, it, it unlocks the, the door on the car. Yeah. Just a close-up that says fist on the button? Fist. Yeah. Do your own thing, fist. Do your own thing, fist. That's just what this button does. Yeah. It be just makes its own decisions. Uh, the main ninja in this movie, the main uh, lone tiger, uh, is Robert Locke. He was the ninja from Robocop 3. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. He does a lot of video game voices, but like that's our cast. Um, wait. I'm forgetting uh, Matthias Hughes, uh, that, who is like, like draws, isn't it? Like they, yeah, they pull you in great. with him. <laughs> yeah, he's like Germany's attempt at making a Dolph Lundgren, but they missed and made a Fabio. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, he's great. He's also uh, in, uh, was it Tiger Claws with Cynthia right. Rothrock? Unrelated to this Tiger movie. Yes, there, there was uh, a point where I had to pause this and look up. Like, is that Fabio doing like himself? <laughs> is he like doing a Fabio accent? It's like a, it's you've like you've plugged Fabio into Fabio and you've got some kind of Fabio reverb going on. I great. wrote down that he's the kind of guy that would play a guy called Thor in a movie called Cyber Vengeance. <laughs> and then I looked him up on IMDb and he did. And <laughs> 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 uh, then there's uh, a sassy lady investigator because that's just, of course, the only role for women in uh, an action film. In the 80s and 90s. She seemed like a competent actress, but was just too exactly Christina Applegate to ever get her big break. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to, to Jane. I can't remember her last name in the, in the movie. Uh, so, I guess let's, let's talk about this movie. It opens on a, a downtown Vegas pro wrestling battle to the death. And uh, then that's just to set up, like, what's going on in the movie. And Richard Lynch is really annoyed that his fighter died. He's looking for a new fighter. And then, suspiciously, Bruce Lockett's hitchhiking in the desert to come to Vegas to just apparently uh, be homeless in Vegas. Like yes, he, he doesn't seem to goal. have much of a plan. Yeah, and and so maybe strange. murder people. Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe if, if the maybe. money's right. Well, how about that opening <laughs> fight scene is a, a, amongst a bunch of just like, <laughs> where did they find these yeah. guys? Like some fucking truck stop. <laughs> yes. One yes. dressed up in everything American theme. And you're just like, Why? What is, is, is this Mr. America? Is that what this is supposed to be? Because he, yeah, he, it was he a lot of showmanship. Pretty a representative of what probably the Japanese think Americans are like. What is Las Vegas That's if true. not a truck stop? It's I just do. one big truck stop. You can pick up whatever you need there. As long as what you need is guys in Zubaz America pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of theatrics for an audience of just four dudes. Just four dudes betting on their lives. They're like, all right, but I'm going to put on a show, gentlemen. It was so empty in like an above-ground pool. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like an above-ground pool in the forest is where we're having our fights? Well, they also made a strange decision that they stuck to the whole movie of not to ever get a camera into that pool. So every... Yeah. Fight there is shot from like 40 feet back. It's too dangerous in the pool. Weird choice. And there's there's really like no use of wrestling almost at all. Right. Yeah, see, I did not get this was a professional wrestling movie until maybe halfway through the movie. I thought it was just this movie, this like underground fighting movie that yeah, we keep making and especially made in the 80s and 90s. And honestly, so I, we're, we're, we're here for that. We love. Yeah, I'm not. No criticism. Movie. I'm on board. Yes. But then when they were like, and then it's professional wrestling. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you saying that like underground wrestling is about murdering hobos? I mean, I know it is, but we don't need to say that out loud in this movie. Bump fights has more my experience. Bump fights have better choreography than this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a serious burn, but also a completely true. The choreography yes, because <laughs> <accurate. laughs> those bums, they had nothing to live for. They were they went for it. Th- this very tentative choreography in the, these films. The weird, like bullet hole riddled 
uh, like leftover yes. from like an eighties, uh, you know, MTV video shoot that he lives in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a Rick <laughs> Astley yes, video shoot. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, hey, real quick, the, he the guy hobos. from that first fight, uh, the, the, not the guy in the American pants, the other guy was that the big ponytailed guy from every Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> It's probably he, he might be a strong possibility. <laughs> like the white guy, the big white guy from every Jackie Chan movie. I, just I know, did not get a good enough I just look. know that this, this you know, uh, bullet hole riddled, oddly aesthetically lit uh, hobo dungeon filled full of 50-foot <laughs> gallon oil, oil drums with fires in them probably is the only thing a person could afford to rent in LA right now. That's, that's where he went that's to true. live, like on purpose. <laughs> yeah. He showed up there and was like, yeah, this is great. It was still at least $2,600 a month. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, that's a good deal. Sold. Uh, so he, the first thing he does when he gets there is he sees this gang of guys beating up a couple. And he's like, oh, no, I, I got to stop this. And uh, one guy's like, all right, we'll kick his ass, too. And then in a weird bit of caution that's unusual for a movie like this, the other guy says, no, he's crazy. Like he knows not, he knows how this is going to end. This is a cliche that he's seen before. Uh, I saw that like, guy around the corner masturbating a tiger mask. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't fight this guy. We're, yeah. this uh, he's actually carrying nunchucks. Right. He, so he, he, he rides in the back of, of uh, yeah. uncovered pickup trucks with sunglasses on and smiles about it. You can't fuck with this. Yes, yeah. absolutely not. So this guy knows that he's in an engine movie. Sure enough, this lone stranger just beats the shit out of him. Uh, a lot of weird acting choices from Bruce Locke. He uh, grabs the guy's knife and sticks it into his own ass with just a look of raw ecstasy. Just- <laughs> it was great. He was so happy to be doing that. He was like, I, I just have waited all my life to deliver your own knife to your ass. Here, here. I'm, I, call, I consider myself a matchmaker, the two of you. And, uh, he goes back home with the hobo couple who live in the, the bullet riddled warehouse. And uh, this guy's from Oregon, but he does a very thick Japanese accent. He says, nice place you have here. And then the girl says, it's home. And the guy says, we're the Red Dragons. No, wait, the Red, the red Scorpions. We're the Red Scorpions. I know, it's a, it's the bad guys thing. are the dragons. They have a second hobo gang that they fight called the Dragons. But All hobos like, are in gangs. <laughs> they're in Kung Fu gangs specifically. I don't think they're like a karate gang or drug runners or anything. I think it's like more like a kid's detective agency. <laughs> it's a club. It's like a motorcycle club, but with like burning barrels. It's a, yeah, a, it's a PBS show gone bad. <laughs> so he's like, hi, I'm Chuji Kuranai. And they're like, what the fuck did you just say? He's like, all right, you can call me Tiger. The guy goes, Tiger? That's stupid. <laughs> and to be clear, they're the Red Scorpions. That dude's name is probably Pancake or Throwing Star. And he's all pissed off about Tiger. Tiger, that's dumb. Uh, it's got to be Scorpion themed. Yeah, he's so okay. You need to be you live in. We live in the Scorpion dungeon now. It yeah. has to be Scorpion. We'll call you Sting. Yeah. Well, oops. <laughs> Wait, no, there's another Sting. We'll call you uh, Japanese Sting. <laughs> NW Lone Sting. Lone Sting. Lone Sting. <laughs> well, Outlaws. While on the subject of uh, copyright IPs, uh, this guy's name is Tiger. His father is named Tiger Mask. He's battling, he, he's trying to fight a game named, a guy named Dark, Dark Tiger. Tiger. Uh, and all of these tigers are king from Tekken, which is a very popular game when they made this movie. Yes. And yet there is a character in the film called King who is not a tiger. I don't want to confuse anybody. But there are three tigers, and the movie's called Lone Tiger, and none of the tigers are King, who is a different guy. Except for King, who is not a tiger. Right. And, except you've got and then you've got the King in Tekken, who is basically based on Tiger Mask. <laughs> so Correct. You're just like, what? 
How did this? Uh, how did? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they were they were I, they were I not agree. allowed to make this movie in so many different ways. Well, they <laughs> you had to get like weren't allowed to make it good, like eight <laughs> eight loops deep just to avoid prosecution. <laughs> He's there's a power struggle that just develops. He's like, I don't think you should be our leader. It's like, who the fuck said anything about him being the leader? He's like, just it's a his random first director. day. It's he his first day in homo school, right? And so he's like, I fight you for it. The only thing they know about this guy is that he's like a fight master. He throws a single punch, Tiger blocks it, and the guy's like, okay, I give, I give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. I, you know what a punch is. That's more than me. Yeah, I you, feel you like got one up on this me. is his bad. He started this power struggle and completely failed at it. Well, Kerr and I had the, the best hair of the whole group, so therefore he's de facto yeah. leader. Best hair, best fighter. I have a theory that in any situation, if you show up to that situation with a bag, and declare yourself the leader, and if anybody questions it, you slowly pull out a tiger mask and put it on over your own head, you are then the leader. Yeah. Like nobody's nobody's calling that. Everybody's like, oh, okay. Everybody knows you have PCP and they don't yes. want to get involved. <laughs> also, I don't if want a guy to be has a, part of a your tiger mask dream, and PCP, you can't kill no, him. No. And and there's a surprising lack of denim in this hobo gang. It's like, I don't disagree, yeah. Yeah, yeah, too much. A lot of leather. Denim. A lot of leather for hobos, though, which was there a yeah. lot of leather? I, I, I thought it was like lots of sweatshirts. There's some sweatshirts <laughs> too. I think we got some leather and sweatshirt combos in here. It's just that 90s I, layer of the shit out I of it. You know what it is? I'm getting across again. It's the dragons. The dragons, the, the motorcycle gang that we're all. Right. They're all leathered. I, like full leather daddy look. Not not leather bikers, but leather daddy looks. Yeah. There was a lot of like some sex costumes, I think, <laughs> is what they were wearing. Fringe and stuff. And which, we, and which we gotta be careful because I did look it up and that was a real motorcycle club. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they were not actors. It had to be. I like that little clubhouse though, like they spray painted dragons on that it. That was their real that it was the Pirates Motorcycle Club, and that was their hangout. That was their bar. And they That's let so cool. some random B-movie idiots come in there and just spray paint yep. dragons on it. In, in the credits, the bad guys are uh, biker babes for all of the women. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bikers are Mad Mike, Geronimo, Dr. Death, and Rev Bill. I love all of them. Yeah. I, I wish that <laughs> I could invite them over for tea. Not to mention, people will go a long way for an IMDb credit, clearly. <laughs> Yeah. Rev, what's his name? Rev Phil, uh, Rev Bill, Rev Bill, Rev okay. Bill. Yeah, he's he's going places. Uh, the gang throws around a lot of racial slurs that, even in 1996, I think was an uncomfortable amount of of they really, racism. Yeah, they really hate Asians. They couldn't even movie. like land on what country he was from. He's Juji Kuro and I. I think we've narrowed down his country of origin. And yet they're like, oh, I hate this guy. Korean racial slur, Chinese racial slur. It's like, dude, pick a country. Yeah. Decide he's from there. But you'll notice, like, they threw a lot, a lot of real slurs around. Way too many to be comfortable with, even in '96. Like '82, yes. sure. '96 was like, oh, uh oh. But like, they did land on Buddha head, which <laughs> is the only one that is not real. <laughs> well, you know, I remember I was uh, very su- surprisingly shocked when I found out the Korean racial slur is actually just a shortened form of what Koreans call Korea, Hanguk. Oh. That's that's all okay. it is. Hanguk. So, which you will see with a G or a K, depending on how they romanize yeah. it. So, racists can make anything sound awful. Yeah, they just scream the last four letters of Hanguk, and you're like, I don't, I don't like how you said that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what are you gonna do? Well, and then you've got, uh, uh, and like I said, it'll be either spelled sometimes with a G or with a K. So, mm-hmm. if you see Hanguk tires, it's the same thing. It's the same Korea tires. Well, I will not give them my business. <laughs> 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 
I love that they uh, landed on Buddha head. And once they landed on Buddha head, that was it for the slurs. All of the slurs from that point forward were yeah. just Buddha head. Like, no, we found it. <laughs> it sounded like we one guy fucked guys. it up and called him booty head. And I was like, that's, I really like the evolution of it. Booty head. Uh, are you saying my earlobes are huge? <laughs> I, okay. Uh, let me check my notes. <laughs> At this point, we cut to Richard Link, Richard Lynch bikini mishlaws is what it says. Uh, so that was, that was a good cut away from the, um, hobo gang to a bikini massage. I, mm-hmm. I like how it's in that whole scene is in this insanely blue lit, strange, except for the pink lighting that's on him, uh, in this oh, like, pool uh, room. This is so, I think you call that bisexual lighting. Actually, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a real thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, that's accurate. <laughs> so he's, he's pissed off. He wants a real street fighter. So he sends out his beautiful lady investigator. To, I can't uh, believe that's out the local back alley it. arguments. Go, go park somewhere and wait for people to fight, and then uh, whoever wins will take them. And that's—he's not exaggerating. That's not a joke. That's literally <laughs> what he says: is he wa- he wants you to get in a car and go park in some back alleys and see if people fight, and then bring him the winners. Yeah, in your 1994 Chrysler LeBaron convertible, you're just gonna go <laughs> hang around, hang around some some set with a bunch of like. <laughs> like Michael Jackson beat it set dressing <laughs> people are just show up and yes. fight well he knows his demographic yeah, clearly you, you painted a really beautiful picture of that scene <laughs> I'll stop <laughs> so uh, I guess here they fight and they, uh, they're they like hey we're going to beat you up red scorpions they're like no you won't dragons because we have this guy and they're like wait this is the guy that just kicked all our asses and they go through his bag and find a tiger mask and then they're like, hey, look, he's got his tiger sex mask in this bag. And then they <laughs> put it on his head. I, I've never they seen anyone do anything him. so fucking stupid. What a mistake. So it'd be, oh, this must be some maniac mask. Let's put it on, see what happens. Yes, and sure enough. Give him the source of his power. <laughs> the maniac showed up with a fetish. Let's put it on him for him. I forgot see how what absolutely insane that was. It's like he just stands there and lets people rifle through his stuff at the same time. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Just, just hoping that they touch his mask. Let's, let's. Oh my God, let's put it on him. Well, how about the the one guy that starts playing with the mask first? Yeah, that's what he wants. He's just playing he it with his dirty, you know, butt wipey hands all over this dude's mask, and then sticks it on his head. Now put it on me. Uh, oh, so so he obviously wins the fight. It's uh, not a good fight. I think it's worse than the pro wrestling fight. Uh, it's very much like a block weight. Counter, like it was looked like the first run through of rehearsals, um, just for blocking. And they're like, fuck it, throw in the movie. <laughs> then the, the hobos take, uh, Kerr and I to a local pro wrestling show and he loves it. He is some, completely pumped. Uh, he watches Dark Tiger. Uh, his finisher, uh, did you make note of his finisher? Uh, I forgot. It was a spinning crescent kick. Yes. I mean, and then another spinning crescent kick. Elias Hughes uh, didn't really excel in this whole pro wrestling concept here. Yeah. um, Because he's supposed to be somewhat of a high flyer at the same time. And everything had to be so stunted, stuntedly put together to make it actually work that it just comes off so terrible. Yes. Spinning crescent kick. I'm watching it on my phone right now. Good God. (laughs) Uh, And you're like, Dark Tiger, you don't even have a mask on. Yeah, he doesn't have a mask. Uh, so it gets really weird here. Like, I feel like something went wrong in the writing process because uh, Tiger loves watching Dark Tiger fight. And then it flashbacks, it flashes back to Tiger's daddy, the original Tiger, carrying him as a pro wrestler. And then it cuts back to modern day and he goes, one day I will fight 
the dark tiger. Like the guy he was just cheering for, he's like sworn to destroy. And I, I, I seriously, I just don't get it. I feel like, like it's just a remnant from a previous draft or something. What was great was that 90%, I will not, I think it's like 75% of the movie. I was sure that dark tiger was the big villain. He's going to face the dark tiger killed your right. father. Now it's tiger versus dark tiger. And then he and dark tiger meet and they're just like best friends. Best friend. <laughs> great fighter. <laughs> you are a great fighter too. I forgot actually Matthias Hughes is wearing a mask. It's just like some weird, creepy, flesh colored, uh, like eyes wide shut thing. Oh yeah. Of his but own. That was just face. in a promo picture. He didn't fight in it, did he? Uh no, he was wearing it in the ring I'm looking here, and it oh, is okay. just okay. not a good look. Yeah, it's dang. You, you don't want to be near a guy in this mask. A guy in a tiger mask, you know he's going to fuck you up. But a guy in the uh, Matthias mask, you're like, no. Mm-mm, no, no, I want nothing to do with it. I, I want to take that that never washed, uh, you know, cum drizzled fury object and put that thing on yeah. my head. Yeah, that's the like inverse. scrotum. Yeah. Yeah. It's the inverse of the law I laid out earlier. If you show up to any place with like a bag and you pull out a mask of your own face and then put it on, don't make that man the leader. That cannot be the leader. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of like um, going against the norms, uh, the evil lady finds Bruce uh, and she's like, hey, uh, we want you to fight in the underground fighting circuit. Uh, we'll give you $1,000. And he's like, sure, cool. I'm in. And most movies, this is where no the hero would sort of push back. He'd be like, no, I don't fight for money or your boss is a criminal, whatever. But he's like, oh, for a whole $1,000? Gee whiz, I'll take it. Uh, he does not sense the evil on Richard Lynch at all. Is he uh, watching the same movie? Yeah, I know. It's like, what the fuck does it take? Um, He's doing all then, like he does in every role, doing everything evilly, just reaching for drinks evilly, right. smiling evilly. There's like dead bodies of bikini girls he's <laughs> stepping over. Uh, he's like, then I, I feel like the screenwriter realized this mistake and said, I only fight for the right cause. And then Richard Lynch says, how about this? Is this enough of the right cause? And he pulls out like 30 bucks. <laughs> and, then, and he says, and I, and I quote, sure. So I wish he like, had some pull tabs in there too. That, that is the exact moment when the movie won me over. When the hero is like, I only fight for the right cause. And then he pulls out like a 50 and he's like, yeah, that's it. What about this half finished bottle of Mad Dog 2020? Okay. Yep, you know it. Okay. Throw uh, in so an old cut- shirt. It gets cold in my warehouse. They cut to Tiger's first fight. It's uh, the audience is Richard Lynch and one guy, and it's super sloppy. It seems like the mask is really annoying to him. He has, he must adjust the mask fifteen times in this one fight. Well, I also I had oh. forgotten how freaking windy it was. It's just yeah, it's just yeah. And then there's this weird cowboy dude that he bets against, right? And that. Is that, does he fight the cowboy no, in this no, fight? Well, no, but there's the guy with like the fur and the cowboy hat. Isn't that Richard? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's right. against him. Yeah, his like rival, the the gambling rival, <laughs> or the fight promoter rival. Uh, we don't really get the backstory of that, but like, he uh, his does name pray is to Tim- Jesus. The man that plays him is named Timothy Bottoms. Oh, wow. Tim- Timothy, Timothy Bottoms. Bottoms. Oh. Well, uh, Timothy uh, Power Bottoms. <laughs> I was he, just uh, <laughs> scooped it uh so yeah we don't get the backstory why they hate each other but he does pray to jesus several times for the power to get revenge against uh timothy bottoms uh this is a big theme throughout the movie this is it's not like just a quick aside it'll cut a whole scene to him in like a weird altar where he's just 
desperately begging Jesus for a man to kill hobos. Yes. Help me. This is a strange Get project from the 700 Club. <laughs> Turn right. to Jesus if you're short on hobos. But more convincing than anything I've ever seen. Like, I turned to Christ several times during this film. Uh, <laughs> because you were like, are you watching this? <laughs> what could create this movie other than God himself? I honestly feel like this is part of the Tekken story they stole because I looked up King's backstory from Tekken and he was like uh, a Catholic who saved orphanages and like was really religious. And so I feel like just chunks of that story got scattershot through this script. Yeah, yeah um, perhaps, it, you know, because they would probably not. Well, you know, what's strange is that the people that wrote this thing, one of them is the kid of the original writer for Tiger Mask. So oh. the orphanage stuff. Yeah. The Catholic stuff. What? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, no didn't fly. And it's weird for the villain to have it. And it's also weird to ask Jesus for a fighter to get revenge against an unrelated fight promoter. It's just it's such a, a long road to walk. And for it to never um, pay off because it never pays off. They just show that scene no. a few times. You're like, that'll be used against him in the end somehow, or it'll be like, he'll be twisted through it. But no, he just, he really believes in Jesus and he wants hobos to kill each other for it, his amusement. It would have made a really interesting movie if Jesus did show up and like, I don't know, like had Tiger Mask on a cross and then jumped down and <laughs> oh, freaking comedian someone to death. I don't know. Green lit. Right <laughs> but, uh, Green lit. Timothy Bottoms' character, you can tell the wardrobe department was just like, do whatever you want. Just whatever you're wearing is fine. He's like, all right, I've been on the farm all day. What? I, we don't care. No one cares. Like formal uh, cowboy, like cowboy at the prom, maybe. <laughs> so uh, Tiger will not murder his opponent because this has not been explained to him. They said, you know, Nobody mentioned go fight it. that guy, pro wrestling style, kind of. Uh, but also you have to kill him. They did not tell him this. So instead of killing him, he does what I would say 70% of a backflip, like a defiant almost backflip. <laughs> Very strange. I love that moment. I was so convinced by that moment because that is a man who doesn't understand why this is suddenly being asked of him and is panicked. Like, I'm just gonna <laughs> do this. That's pretty cool. Um, right? Are we good? Can we get past the, the murdering thing? Uh, and the whole time Richard Lynch is collecting his money and, and bitching about the whole thing. Wind and is also, just blowing his, his wispy hair all over the place. <laughs> I think he looks beautiful. Uh, he, uh, then he shoots, he shoots the guy dead. Like somebody has to die in the fight, even if an outsider just shoots him with bullets. Yeah, that's the part of the rules. Um, explained. And our right. hero also has no objections to it. He just looks at him like, huh, that sucks. Yeah, well, he did give me 50 guys. bucks. Yes. <laughs> so then uh, he, he does get uh, money. Uh, I think he got, what, five, 1,000, 5,000? I can't remember how much they gave him. But he gives it all to the homeless drug hustler he met uh, yesterday. Because that he's guy's like, good hey, with money. Yeah, I want you like, to he, die. Here's $5,000. Kill yourself. <laughs> yes. G give a drug addict $5,000. Yes. Uh, so now it cuts to Richard Lynch doing his uh, religious ritual thing. Uh, he's thanking God for the new karate star. Some more flashbacks. Uh, and here's what really shocked me is Tiger came back. Like He's like, I don't like murder. I'm going to take all this blood money, give it to these hobos. And then he's like, you know what? I could go for some more underground fights. For the money I don't care about. <laughs> well, it was it was all the woman. She came up to him and, and tried to get him to take the money. And he was like, 
a little a little reticent at that and she says look i don't like the killing any more than you do but what are you gonna do that's an exact quote and you know what and again just like with the money it works he's like oh okay and he takes the money that's how i got convinced into doing mixed martial arts <laughs> yeah this is how now, in your this first is how uh, underground wrestling works yes. you murder hobos in an above ground pool right. until you are big enough to reach the big look, time i don't like it any more than you do but what are you gonna what do what are you gonna do See, I was a big semi shilt fan, so uh, after your pancreas match with him, when they shot him dead, I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, tragic, I know. But, you know, seven-foot-tall Dutchmen you... take a lot of food. But what are you going to do? It saved a lot on groceries. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now we get Robert Zadar's training montage, oh, which God. fucking rules. Uh, he starts off doing two-finger push-ups with Robert Zadar on his back, so where do we go from here? That's already fucking 10 out of 10 training. Well, especially like, because Robert Zadar is especially pear-like in this role. Yes, yeah. Robert Zadar has let himself go, and I know what that is saying. Oof. Yeah, no, he is, he, from a guy who used to be somewhat of a chubby buff dude, had just turned into just a melted ice cream cone. Yeah, I, I, I thought he looked amazing. Uh, perfect for doing push-ups. Uh, with him on your back. Uh, but also it flashes back to show that like Tiger was doing blindfold training at eight, age eight, which okay. is uh, very lucky because one of Zadar's exercises is putting a bag over your head and hitting you with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, so you either know how to fight blindfolded or you're dead on the first day of training. There's no way he, expe- he expected him <laughs> to do I anything but die. He was just like, all right, here's the part where I kill you. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, he swings a bat at him. He grabs it, intercepts it, spins around, then hands it back to him, uh, handle in first, and then Zadar uh, angrily rips the bag off. He's like, you're supposed to be brained all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, right he's, so he was clearly he's like, dead. this is just where I kill. I get my hobo kill in for the day because this is a very hobo killing movie. And, and then it, he makes this crazy face at him like, ha ha ha. I love that this was all foreshadowed when they do the flashback training with his dad and then right before that scene and his dad's training was just chasing his like five-year-old son around a marsh with a stick. Like, <laughs> he's just, just in a marsh and he's running after him like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, kid. And then they flash forward to Robert Zadar with this. Makes you fast. Robert Zadar dragged him with a motorcycle. <laughs> he just tied him a motorcycle and fucking dragged him. This and not be, even uh... a... Not even a good motorcycle. I don't know why that hurts, but it does. Like if I'm going to be dragged by a motorcycle, I, I wish it was something cool instead of like, like a, a ninja nice fancy one. A ninja two fifty. He's on oh, it. That's just sweet. I'd get dragged by that. But then eventually he he gets stronger than the motorcycle. Like that. That's the only way to go is just to be stronger than a motorcycle. So he plants his feet and then Again, stops like the motorcycle, and that's when he knows he's ready for just the most amateur of underground battles. How about when Zadar, or whoever is playing that, uh, might be a stunt guy, just eats it off of the bike. He doesn't just <laughs> yes. fall over and just like put his foot down and be like, damn it. No, he like leaps forward and falls on his face. <laughs> yeah, something went terribly wrong. There's a scene here that caps the whole training montage that it ends with Tiger kicking a punching bag. And I think it was supposed to split open that they did not have the budget for a new punching bag because it just kind of like a little dust flew off of it. Yes. And yes. everybody was like, oh, he split the bag. Jane says like, oh my God, it's that's really good. And then King gets, King Roberts at our gets all jealous. And she's like, oh, so you can split bags open with your feet too, huh? And he says, no, with my bare hands and punches it. 
But again, it does not split. Does not split open. <laughs> right. I think it's because whatever the gym they were at, they were just going like, look, if you fuck up any of our bags, we'll send <laughs> so our bags. us $35. So we'll yeah. coat the bag in flour and then that's good. Nobody will notice. Right. That'll do it. Uh, I think it was supposed to be sand, but like, oh man, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure Josh, you've hit a sand filled bag. It sucks. Yeah, really no, you don't hard. actually fill a heavy bag full of sand. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you, ridiculous. You would fill like um, the old gym I was training at, uh, Eric Paulson's CSW. He had these uh, kind of these smaller canvas square bags that he would then uh, they'd be filled full of sand. And you would put them, mm-hmm. you, you you would nail them or secure them to like right, a, a little, um, well, actually, no, this was to a um, uh, a sawhorse. And then what you would do okay. is you put your hands on a sawhorse and you would kick, you know, relative to what you could take the, the, okay. the sandbag with your shins for shin conditioning. Or like my old sensei, Jim Harrison in Montana has, and it's still there at Sakura Warrior Arts. There's a oversized canvas heavy bag, but it sits on the ground and it's secured to the ceiling just to keep it in, you know, in place and it's filled mm-hmm. full of pea gravel and you kick it. But again, it's, you build up your tolerance, you build up the, 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 your shin strength and you sure. reduce the, the nerve endings and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you don't, I mean, this thing weighs, uh, uh, you know, a ton. Like you don't move, you don't just hang it from the ceiling and have it suspended. No, you know, in, in a bag full of gravel or sand, it'd be the same thing. It would just be in, insane to try and hit that and just break all your bones in your hand fucking bag full of gravel that's that's fucking crazy it works though <laughs> let me tell you uh i imagine yeah. i bet you would like I bet you can kick you gravel you can kick a man like do you ever just look down at your shins and find like bloody spots where you're like i don't even know what that's from kind of i mean i'll just i've told you know uh what would i civilians before like just just run your finger up my shin they're like what what did you do it's like just it's yeah. like divots and craters and all kinds of weird stuff yeah i can actually relate to that a little bit well yeah you train I, with I, that. sure sure i have kicked many things no no gravel filled bags my uh my crew was a little kinder than that but but yeah it's if someone asked me to kill kick a sawhorse i'd be like i don't know about that but if they tied me to a motorcycle, I'd be like, fuck yes, Robert Zadar. Let's do this. <laughs> they tied me a motorcycle and were like, now try to kick Robert Zadar. I'd be like, hell yes. This is the best CrossFit class I've ever been to. So uh, now here's where they go for a date. This is where the romance starts. <laughs> this uh, is where the romance starts. I thought it started I, with the two fat guys fighting in the, in the above ground pool. I <laughs> thought it started in there. their tetanus laced hobo dungeon. <laughs> I thought we were going to get down and dirty in the hobo dungeon. <laughs> They, uh, she takes him to dinner, the lady investigator, and he's real cagey about his name, even though he gave it to the hobos earlier. He's like, oh, you don't want to know my name. But then uh, I, I would like to clarify her. something because I think it's so weird. Uh, hmm. She takes him, she invites him out to lunch and he says, sure. And then we cut to her at her house preparing yeah. a four course meal in her kitchen. It's, yeah, that, 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> fucking that's a bait that's, and switch. That's a crazy thing. Like if that ha- like that's a she's going to murder you. She's going to kill you. And stuff you and you're going to be her husband forever well if if a woman did that to me i assume she's trying to fuck me but in this movie there's so little chemistry that yes you would assume murder that like you're like number one motivation for everything he definitely didn't take him there to fuck if they somebody said let's get scene. lunch and i showed up to their house i'm like wait this isn't a restaurant and they were like no but i've made a four course meal i you're yeah, gonna uh, eat me no, i get no, no, it no. i get yeah, that i'm the yeah. fifth course <laughs> i'm out uh they they do kiss 
And it ends after about two seconds, and then they just kind of snuggle. Like, they do not fade to saxophones. It's just like, yeah, these two do not fuck. Um, so well, he's now... So he, he, he makes sure that to not only match his tiger mask on his head, he's got a little tiger mask that goes on the head of his dick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Marketing uh, maybe is tiger he's mask really comedies. <laughs> Oh, I wish that was in that movie. I guess in the porn uh, parody, they do that. Uh, so they they want him to fight some more. And he's like, no, I'm, I don't want to murder anyone. But they make it. Or, no, he wants to fight Dark Tiger at this point. And it's revealed that the plot of the movie is that he wants to fight Dark Tiger for unspecified reasons. Uh, we we think I, I, I sort of hinted that he killed his dad, but it's sort of been made clear like, no, that's not it. He just he just wants to be the pro wrestling champion. Uh, and they're like, okay, we can work that out if you kill another guy tonight. And he's like, ah, okay. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he fights a guy. I wrote down that he's Cowboy Murderface. If you've seen uh, uh, Metalocalypse. Yes. Yeah. So he looks like Cowboy. Oh, yeah, you're a metalhead. You've probably, you probably seen Actually, that. no. Uh, the writer of that show, Tommy Blacha. And my, oh, he's uh, like a good friend of mine. You know Tommy? Yeah, he's fucking great. He's a great dude. And John Schnepp was a really good friend of mine. Uh, the who directed a ton of the episodes and did all the mm-hmm. uh, original uh, character designs. Uh, so nice. rest in peace, Schneppy Song, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Tommy's Tommy's a great dude. Yeah, what a small world. We wrote a show together at MTV. Oh, badass! And, uh, dude's just a, a total genius. He used to uh, tell Andre the Giant stories. Like he was a WWF writer for for a long time. Uh, he wrote the scene where the big boss man like. Uh, pulls out the gra- who was it? he did pull the grave out of uh, the coffin the big show oh. the big boss man was tormenting the big show so he like took the dead body of his father and like dragged it oh. out of the graveyard oh, right behind a car or something right yes I, I fucking wrote that there's a there's a thing that wrestlers used to do where they would go up to the camera and like look around to make sure no one was looking and Tommy invented that just because he thought it was so funny that they would walk right up to a camera to like make sure no one's looking uh, so yeah Tommy Blacha. Tommy, uh, to- uh, he convinced me, a.k.a. he just told me what he wanted to do uh, once at an adult swim party about uh, he wanted to do a pro wrestling show uh, mm-hmm. about the worst pro wrestlers ever. <laughs> and I was like, like real ones, kind of like based on like some 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 very uh, infamous uh, YouTube clip figures. And I was just like, sold. What do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> then did that get made? I don't no, remember that. No, at all. it didn't. I don't even know if Tom even still wants to do it. But if he does, call me. Uh, so uh, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Uh, uh, Tiger will not kill Cowboy Murderface. Their fight fucking sucks. It's bad. Uh, it's really it's bad. the worst choreography in the movie yet. It's just like somebody's uncle who used to be tough. It's just yeah. I got to show you how to throw a punch, kid, and just yeah. big drunken stumbling punch i feel like it's someone described what martial arts are supposed to be and the guy goes i can do that and he just (laughs) makes it up as he goes yes terrible terrible yes without the the lovability uh so (laughs) the deadly accuracy (laughs) as revenge social services comes and they uh make all of the hobos wards of the state which this was shocking to me because i thought those were full-grown adults i did not know they were meant to be (laughs) (laughs) so this was quite a plot twist so tiger just just really hit this moment this means that tiger now has been the sort of father figure of a derelict warehouse full of teens 
which is super right. not cool, Tiger. <laughs> I agree. 100%. So Richard Lynch walks in and he starts gloating. He's like, aha, I did this. I'm the one who told the cops about you hobos living in a warehouse. And they're like, yes, but you run a secret deathmatch fighting league. If there's a contest of who can tell the cops the most interesting story, I feel like... <laughs> the reaction they have, too. Like, it's so worrisome because the kids are immediately... She, the, the prettiest girl, who apparently is now underage, runs up to him and says... We want to be with you, Tiger. And the other girl goes, Tiger takes care of us. And this is a sex cult. He's got an underage yes. sex cult in this a tetanus uh, warehouse. This is what was Nexium or whatever that was. And he wears yes, a tiger mask. This is the biggest red flag anybody has ever seen. And yet social services, uh, it just doesn't do anything. I think it's a lady he bribed to like pretend to be a social services. So this gambit is far stupider than you could think. <laughs> you see what I could have done? Just... My God. Psych. So this works though. Like Tiger's like, oh my gosh, I guess I have to keep fighting in the underground deathmatch league. It turns so out that the Cowboy first thing you try on Tiger works every time. Every time. He's a very agreeable There's some resistance. How about 20 bucks more? Yeah, all right. I don't want to kill anybody. But what if you did? Okay. Mm. Okay, make it 15 and I'll do it. Uh, so he rematches against Cowboy Murderface, but this time Murderface gets a whip. And Tiger gets handcuffed. Uh, but again, imagine which one's more helpful. <laughs> yes. So he won't kill again. And they're like, God damn it, this guy just will not murder for us. How about, how about the first, but, that whip attack? He's just standing there doing nothing. And he just kind of casually yeah. slings it around his neck. And then, yes. And then Tiger Mask like <laughs> slowly falls down. <laughs> Did you ever see that old SNL sketch with Bill Murray where he plays the whip master? Oh, yeah. the, no, I haven't so seen it. Yeah. It was very whip master. So the, the premise was that he comes in to take the place of the whipmaster, and it's very hard to use a bullwhip. So here's this replacement actor who's just whipping everybody in the dick. And, <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> also, uh, I do really re- that sounds hilarious, and I got to look it up. It's I awesome. also recall uh, there was a Mel Gibson uh, uh, TV show uh, gimmick called Josh Acid, with this this cowboy, the sheriff, would just run around throwing acid in people's faces. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, I did not just make that up, even though it sounds like I did. Some <laughs> dark laughs on the podcast today. Getting some dark laughs at a lone tiger. That was, I guess that was part of the humor of it, is everyone's like, what, what? You didn't have to throw acid in that guy's face. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm Josh Wet Diaper. Like, oh, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. And they're both acidic in their own way. <laughs> Yeah, they both suck. Uh, so they um, he won't murder him again, but um, he just kind of died anyway. He died from uh, a heart attack, they just, said later. You don't get that in the ring. Like, he falls over and everybody leaves. And then it's inferred later that he just happened to coincidentally die from a heart attack. Yeah, unrelated. Tiger's off the hook. God. Uh, All these moves that involve people basically being piggyback on one another, spinning around. As if that's some, it's slowly, like some sort of... You know, drunken frat party. Right. It's like Scarlett Johansson, like learning how to do the head scissor takedown. <laughs> like, big one. Oh, oh God. So, She's so terrible. Uh, oh, why are you trying to get me to believe that she could fight anyone at all if it's not breast first? <laughs> Speaking of, Jane decides she doesn't want to work for uh, Richard Lynch anymore. And he goes, Why don't you show him your tits? 
And no rejoinder. Laughs, <laughs> laughs out loud at this so hard, and then just stops. Like he thinks better of it. Like, wait, no, I think my target, my my character would grow from this. I had that exact um, same thing in my notes. I'm so glad you call it out. I I had a Robert Zadar laughs hard for real underlined. Yes, that was a that I'm was really. he just would thought that was fucking hilarious, and then he abruptly stops. Like shit, that was unprofessional. <laughs> Get it together, Zadar. <laughs> Dial it back into the days of uh, yeah. <laughs> of uh, dragon fight. Mm-hmm. Maniac cop. Your reputation is on the line here, Zadar. There's one called Final Conflict uh, or something like that, where he he, he plays a, uh, uh, like a Spets. Oh, it's got William William Smith playing a Russian uh, general, which he can do because he speaks real Russian. But then you got Robert Zadar as his little understudy Spetsnaz guy who's Mm -hmm. really adept at throwing shovels. Oh, oh! I like the sound of that. Had these, the Spetsnaz in uh, uh, Russia and Soviet Union had these shovels that would fold up, and and two or one side of them is sharpened as well, so you could use it as a weapon. And he carries mm. them like bandoliered all over himself, and he walks through this <laughs> makeshift warehouse that has uh, silhouette-sized targets that pop up, and he like ching snaps them out and then swings the flings the shovels into the wooden targets, and they stab into it. So yeah, and then he's got to have this yeah, fight probably. with uh, the dude from Deadly Prey, <laughs> and, and it's over like so it's like robot jocks, but with no cool robots or anything. They're just going to set, up, set up the score with each country's super badass soldier. Does he die to shovel? Does he have a, like an ironic ending? Uh, I forget, but why not? Mm-hmm. Let's just say he does. He was, Let's just say he was he, buried, he was with the shovel. grenade shoved up his butt, and then he certainly ex- somebody <laughs> says at least you're prepared to dig your own grave. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he good. explodes, he just yells "Perestroika," and that's it. <laughs> Perestroika. Uh, <laughs> where am I at my notes? So, so <laughs> somewhere dark. <laughs> We're all we're uh, all over the place. Robert Zadar giggles like a little boy and then caught himself. Yes. I guess at that moment, I kind of felt like he had a character arc and realized that no other characters in the film had one of those, uh, except for the the lady investigator. Because I would argue that Tiger actually becomes more of a piece of shit as the movie goes. <laughs> yeah, Tiger. Tiger is not. It's doing just anything. weird. It's an unusually structured movie because um, at this point, I think we get in a long loop where. Tiger says, I don't want to murder. And they're like, well, we're going to make those kids the ward of the state. And he's like, okay, I'll murder. And then he doesn't murder and they get mad. And it just like, I feel like they do that six times. Yeah, three more times you don't murder a hobo. We're going to get mad. You only got three <laughs> so, more. <laughs> I, anyway, the, the, this film is crazy. I feel like you could cut an hour from this movie and not change a single thing. Uh, <laughs> that is very true. But <laughs> Tiger is now like, I quit for, for real this time. And so they go out and look for him. They find him instantly. They hit him with a car. That's that is saying it lightly because I'm I'm just going through this clip right now. They roll up to this voler uh, yeah, like a train yard. Yeah, well, and he's just Tiger just is walking across this giant pile of this patch of just dirt that goes on and on and on. There's this yeah. just cheesy Again, it's roller, Vegas. roller fence. They get out of the car because God forbid they should knock that fence over because they couldn't afford to, to to fix it. Then you can see that there's no fence around anything in the background uh and then this like 1991 nissan sentra is hauling ass in the dirt at tiger mask and you're just thinking oh yeah you better run and they're trying to make this seem exhilarating which it's not only to knock him over (laughs) not by hitting him really with the car but by opening the car doors as they drive by and 
Because that's what you want to do with your prize fighter, like right before he has to fight, is just mangle him with a vehicle. Yeah, at like 15 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't they just get on a couple bicycles and just like run their feet up his ass? (laughs) Throw some frisbees at him. We got him, boss. So they take him back to Richard Lynch, completely uncuffed. It's like, he's the most agreeable prisoner ever. He's like, all right, I'll come with you wherever you say. He sits down on the couch and they're like, all right, you're going to fight for me. I think he's the like, right back in that piece of shit car with its cloth interior was bad enough. Right. This fucking movie. Um, Robert Zadar's duster. Ah! I loved it. I, I, I think that was, he brought that from home. Yeah, too, he right? brought that. That was his. <laughs> My character wears a duster. I have one note. I have one note about this movie. Duster. <laughs> Let me say it again. Duster. It, it really slims him. He looks like 320 tops in that duster. <laughs> so uh, they offer uh, Tiger a spot in the World Wrestling Organization. They're like, okay, sorry for hitting you with a car. Uh, you, you murdered enough people or didn't murder enough people. Fine. Uh, we're going to put you in this movie's version of the WWF. Um, and then uh, he starts warning everybody that like, Hey, this guy kills people, but like he did that right in front of Tiger already. So I, I guess, like, I'm not explaining myself very well because this movie's fucking all over the place. But like, Jane goes up to him and she says, Tiger, you can't wrestle for this guy. He kills people. But like, that's the second thing he saw this guy do. So he knew that. <laughs> and so, like I said, it's, it's hard to explain because I don't think the movie meant for me to notice that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things the movie didn't want you to see. <laughs> but Tiger and Dark Tiger meet and. They share some very kind words. They're like, you are good. No, you are also good. You fight with honor. Your honoring fight is quite good. Like, that goes on for 30 minutes. <clears throat> and Richard um, Lynch is very pleased about it. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Uh, so then we get another flashback. Uh, and we realize that uh, he, is, he does just want to be uh, the pro wrestling champion. He has no interest in getting revenge for his murdered father. Like, that's just established. Pretty good bait and switch movie. You thought this had a plot, but no. He just likes wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So then they cut to Tiger's wrestling match. Uh, it's not very good, but maybe better than the regular fights in the underground. Uh, he does a sweet step up Enzigiri. So, like, someone who made this is a wrestling fan and did some real wrestling moves. Uh, I loved this. He does a move where he gets the guy in the turnbuckles. He climbs to the top one like he's going to do something. And then he just does a backflip without touching him. I'm not sure if we're supposed to know he didn't touch him, but or if he's just like, dude, I'm going to fucking backflip right in your face. <laughs> Don't know. We already know that his default panic mode is backflip. You put yeah, him in a true. corner. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> he's just, just Awkward out. moment at a party. Hey, you guys want to see a backflip? <laughs> so this is uh, a world where pro wrestling is real. These are not worked matches. This is Josh Barnett's ideal world. Uh, this is Paradise Alley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obscure uh, movie reference people Go look it up, it's a good one However, to get into professional wrestling You do have to murder at least six hobos I can, I can uh, verify this Okay, I'm ready I, uh, Point me in their direction How much I, it costs. Those, are the, those are the dues to join the union, kid I just want to do the combat training Where they tie me to motorcycles And bash me in the head with a bat While I have a bag on my head <laughs> So, uh Tiger fires uh, Rosner again, uh, Richard Lynch. He's like, oh, I can't have you as my wrestling manager because you're a murderer. And he's like, well, if you quit, I'm going to get those kids. And Tiger's like, oh, fuck, you're right. Okay, yeah, that's I'm right. I'm for you again. And then uh, some more training montage. I guess this fucking movie just keeps cycling. Uh, there's a really strange scene around here where Richard Lynch grabs Tiger by the face. 
and he's like, look, kid. And he's like, like wet mouth. And he's like going to kiss him. And then he's like, oh, never mind. And so what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> How about the training montage where he's doing all this staff techniques? You're like, when, when are you going to do that? Yeah. When are you going to bring that, that bow staff to the fight? He does nunchucks, uh, some really bad bag work. Maybe that was that gravel filled bag you're talking about. Yeah, sure he not. is being real gentle with that thing. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, Jane goes to a hotel and we think, oh, she's going to get Tiger. But no, it's Dark Tiger. And he comes to the door very shirtlessly and says, oh, Jane, it's you. Come take a shower with me. So, so these two have. <laughs> oh, God, this movie. So, so we suddenly learn that like her and Tiger are, are him and Tiger are Eskimo brothers. Yeah, it's uh, just a really woman, casual like, they're like, it's not even a thing. Like, oh, hey, yeah, let's go fuck. Just yeah, clearly, clearly are, are still doing it. I believe they, yeah. that implies current. That might have had nothing to do with the movie. That might have just been Matthias talking to the <laughs> actress. Yeah, just shooting his shot. Like, oh, hey, good to see you again. Would you like my, would you, would you like my dick inside you? <laughs> Sorry. Maybe old not now. We are at work. But uh, so there's a big fight that takes place uh, at a pool party at a rustic desert mansion. And uh, this is surprise, absurd. By the way, this is so ridiculous. And it, is it? It's Tiger that's doing kung fu forms or whatever in front of a yeah. pool on like an old dirty mattress. It's just freaking strange. It's a very very weird venue. <laughs> what if this was the entertainment at any party you've been to? Like you're invited to an industry party, which I'm assuming we all have been, and they're very strange. There's always an undercurrent of like just weird tension and and some sort of cult thing going on. Oh, but, there's birthday balloons too. <laughs> but to see yeah, this man right. just tiger masked man just running through yellow belt katas on a dirty mattress in the middle of the <laughs> next to the next to the food table he's right next to the food table too so you have to like look at that guy like right in the eyes you get your shrimp it's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like everybody knows it's to the death except tiger uh i can't imagine any of the guests would be surprised like oh shit this is a party where people murder each other like they have to know right I mean, it says um, death fight on the invite, honey. <laughs> yeah, it was on the e-bite that got sent out. Not to mention, uh, you might want to do some crowd control after someone goes, holy shit, that guy just got killed. I think I should call the cops. Right. Yeah, you, you should have a better handle on your party than one doorman who, when uh, Matthias shows up, Dark Tiger shows up, and he's like, hey, you can't come in. And Dark Tiger's like, what if I just beat the shit out of you? And then, okay, that worked. And he just comes in. That was it. Hey, once, that's a good guy point. For security. It's a good point you just made. Very I don't convincing. like having the shit beat out of me. <laughs> but how about so, when Tiger Mask shows up with this freaking, oh, there's this satin cape to go with the whole ensemble? God, he looks good. Just fantastic. That is a fucking outfit. power move showing up to a fight to the death, though, with like a satin cape and a mask. Like oh, a that. Of, they've got some sigh that are like nailed crisscrossed yes. each other on a balcony for no reason. Wow, okay. Well, they just killed Raphael. Raphael died in the prelims. <laughs> uh, so so the woman runs up to Tiger and she's like, Rosner killed your father. Like just out of nowhere. I don't know how she knows this. Uh, Richard Lynch is Rosner. I keep, uh, just for the listeners, to keep it straight. Uh, and he's like, what? What the shit? And I guess maybe this is what he was trying to tell him earlier when he grabbed his face. And he's like, look, kid. Maybe he was going to confess there. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, Tiger fights a Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, a Billy Blanks. If he was, and he was a, Sergeant Slaughter. This guy that is was the, just the Sergeant Slaughter. Fattest Wish.com version of Sergeant Slaughter I've ever seen with <laughs> one elbow pad. <laughs> yep. Defective unit that was printed with only one elbow pad. Collector's <laughs> item. A melted G.I. Joe oh, Sergeant G Slaughter. The, the G and the H are flipped. Sergeant Slaughter. The dirty mattress has an American flag draped over it design. Oh. Oh, it's just a desecration of both the mattress <laughs> yeah. and a plague. <laughs> I forgot how bad this movie is. <laughs> and then uh, after that, he fights a Billy Blanks, a, a lightweight Billy Blanks. And uh, I, my notes, I wrote that he fights an Anthony Kiedis next. It's not perfect, but it's the closest I could come. And the whole time, uh, just waiting for someone to get knocked into the pool. Right. Never happens. Uh, uh, none it of the does, fights it does to happen death, eventually. Oh, yeah, I guess it does, but not not during not Tiger's during like three death matches, which again are not to the death. Uh, then J Jane and Dark Tiger hold up the party at gunpoint for the money. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> at least someone's thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, just went... really hit that moment because this up to that point nobody has ever mentioned anything, and she's a reporter, and he's like the other wrestler, and then all of a sudden they just pull out guns and are like, "Yeah, we're robbing this party." I like how the, the illegal underground deathmatch party run by this illegal, evil, killer uh, promoter, no one's got any guns. There right. was that one guy, and the big German man said, I could probably take you. And he's like, yeah, I quit. I, quit. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's also because the, the props, they only had two pistols in the whole movie. They gave it to Richard Lynch once, and then he had to give it back. And now it's like, well, shit, yep. that's it. <laughs> I love this movie. I love that they just made the decision to romp the party. What's crazy is I bet that murder face cowboy guy had five or six guns in his trunk. <laughs> they could have just asked that actor. But uh, so this was the plan that she went to this world's Hulk Hogan and said, hey, we need to beat our way into a death match and rob them. Unrelated to the previous plot of this entire movie. Uh, no one's ever considered, hey, I have a gun. Give me all the cash at this underground death match. <laughs> well, I forget uh, so, Richard Lynch does whip a gun out. Yes. But he also says that he didn't murder Tiger's dad. So the sudden revenge story that has been brewing for only four minutes fizzles out. And then Robert Zadar shows up with the hobo girl. And I guess he's still going to go through with the plan of like murdering her, even though like the blackmail's already been done. There's no reason to murder her. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. But he decides to use her to blackmail Tiger into a fist fight because he, I want a piece of you now. Well, he says, um, Tiger boy, I want a piece of you now. Yes, Tiger Boy. Dark Tiger. I think it's either a mix-up or something. But Dark Tiger's like, okay, cool, I'll fight you. And they're like, no, no, not you, Tiger. The other Tiger. Uh, uh, as a gun aficionado, I love the fact that Robert Zadar is carrying. Well, it looked like uh, Richard Lynch had like a Walther P thirty eight, and you're like, well, you don't think he would have had something probably a bit more uh, modern, not to mention less historically expensive you know like sure. oh here here's this uh world war ii era walter p38 that probably cost thousands of dollars instead of just a i don't know run of the mill smith and wesson model nine or something and then you've got maybe Sadar shows up in this like 40s era smith and wesson like 38 special <laughs> revolver right what this is what you guys can't afford to have proper firearms maybe they knew the gun nerds would be watching and they're like they'll know this gun's expensive and that's to show that Richard Lynch has a lot of money. Um, 
and I'm know, giving the movie credit. It does not deserve. <laughs> and they'll know that Robert Zadar's gun is old, which is uh, which is key because he's kind of getting old. Yeah. Oh, what if that's the only good filmmaking here is the gun choices they made right there? <laughs> it really told us. Really told a story. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, at least Robert Zadar's got his duster to go with it. Yes, he wore it to the fight, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking good. He is uh, too beefy to defeat. Uh, he eats a 25-hit combo, and then he hits him with the Ray Jackson hockey bash from Bloodsport. Uh, the movie Bloodsport, not the Josh Barnett Bloodsport. Uh, holy shit, I just really... Has Frank Dukes tried to sue you guys yet? Uh, no, because it would involve actually having a real fight. <laughs> I mean, Are you he's saying you'd fuck Frank Dukes up? Is that... <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the most easy way of putting it. <laughs> oh, it's on oh now. His squad of ninjas. Oh, all my money. We say Ashita Kim. We said Frank Dukes. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Ashita Kim because that's what we're playing. I'm doing an Ashita Kim book game after we finish talking about this movie. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> do do, do calculators drive you nuts and this is the only way you find pleasure? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, I'm a paid Calculords owner, and I bought oh. the uh, the booster packs, and I played it. Yeah. Fantastic. Did you beat uh, the Dark Star nerd? I don't think I did. Uh, I got pretty far, He's... but I don't think I, I managed to beat him. Has anybody? <laughs> well, <laughs> I sorry for making my video game too hard, but um. Tiger does finally beat uh, Robert Zadar by bursting the jelly sandwich he was smuggling in his cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, they gave him a blood pack to just chew on for a while. It's not like a little capsule that bursts. He's, he's just gnawing on that thing. It's like a steak in there. Just blah, blah. I think that was from yesterday's rehearsal. He's like, wait, no, no, don't worry. I still have one from yesterday. <laughs> just, just gushing the whole time. So he, he basically... It seems like he dies. He doesn't die, but he's going out, and he says, "I didn't kill your father either." So, um, what about the tattoo reveal, right? There, I forgot to mention the tattoo reveal. So, this is a second guy we are suspected uh, of murdering Tiger's father, who didn't do it. So, here at the end, they're just like, like ramming in an entirely new. They didn't kill someone, as if they would be so freely to be like, "Yeah, I just fucking murk people." <laughs> right. Well, they have done that in front of him. I don't know why they'd hide it. Uh, so. Uh, they now, it's all kind of wrapped up. And then they're like, oh, no, we got to go to Japan and find out who killed my father. And Dark Tiger's like, cool, I'll join. And <laughs> yeah, then the lady's like, I'm you. in too. <laughs> right. So they're setting up a Lone Tiger franchise featuring a team of three people. And two of them are tigers. So it's a terrible name and idea. And uh, your and and the stakes are finding the man who maybe killed your father if somebody killed your father. If somebody it's definitely father. not him. It might be a Japanese organization. But that's only based on the word of the man who probably did kill your father. Well, how weird is it going to get when the, you know, Dark Tiger is banging the chick? And then what about, and then Tiger, Lone Tiger? I guess, it, does he get to have sex with? I don't This is going to get really odd. He should at least watch and learn some moves. <laughs> Multiple tigers can be in heat at the same time, baby. <laughs> that's, that's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, so, that sequel never got made. They even, yeah, they never got around to it. They even hard like sold it with Rosner. Ch Rosner changes his mind that he actually maybe he did kill the guy's father, or at least he wants revenge. Because then he calls King Robert Zadar and is like, uh, 
I made a decision. It's not over yet. Pack your bags. We're going to Japan. And that's how it ends is him just like being like, ah, I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it could be, yeah. but nah. He asked Christ for some help. And Christ said, no, you got to go fucking kill that guy. Christ's help was like, well, uh, shoot him next time. He's actually at the end of your gun barrel. And That's I mean, a great idea, Jesus. And we've already, I've already mentioned my favorite part of the credits, which is that the Pirates Motorcycle Club was the dragons. It was a real thing. And they just seemed like they had a lot of fun dressing up like leather daddies and hanging out with biker babes. But my favorite thing was the fucking theme song at the end. The oh, yeah, I love you. Is this how you propose? Robert Brockway, we've been friends for a long time, and while my tiger blood boils for you, and my mask is wet, I want to ask for your hand in tiger marriage. <laughs> You've been a part of our love the whole time. It's only fitting you were here for this. Yes, a both of you, a multi-tiger marriage. Yes. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast now. Und mit maximalen Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Yeah. The craft is not trapped, is not ohne. Schickt in the Hundesau für eine Stunde. Mike Ditka here. The Grabowski is a kid who isn't the fair-haired kid on the block because everybody wants to be that kid. That's a Smith. And a Grabowski has to, is a bad guy a little bit, but not a bad guy. A Grabowski has to work a little bit harder. It's the American dream. Here are the most supreme Grabowskis I know. Three Finger Louie Grabowski. Aaron Croston is one hell of a Grabowski. Adrian H. Grabowski. The H stands for Grabowski. Aiden Moek Grabowski. Alpha Scientist Javo Grabowski. Andreas Larson is so Grabowski it has become a problem with friends and loved ones. Armando Nava Grabowski. Benjamin Cyronin Grabowski. Bim Talzer Grabowski. Brandon Garlock Grabowski. Brian Saylor Grabowski. Brianne Whitney Grabowski. Brockway loves the Meat Millie Grabowski Jr. Cyril the Grab Grabowski. Rev Grabowski, the Grabowski Mechanic. Chase McPherson Grabowski. Chris Brower, the Power Grabowski. Curious Glare Grabowski. Dan B, a Grabowski tonight. Dean Costello Grabowski. Donald Finney Grabowski. Dr. Awkward Grabowski, my family doctor and personal Grabowski. Eric Spalding Grabowski. Fancy Shark Grabowski. Jellaho Grabowski. Hambone Grabowski. Haraka Grabowski. Hot Fart Grabowski. A Grabowski's kind of a fart in an elevator of society, you know? Jaber L. Aiden Grabowski. John Dean Grabowski. John McCammon Grabowski. John Minkoff Grabowski, the Grabowski Weapons Master. Josh S. Grabowski. Ken Paisley Grabowski. K&M Grabowski, and that stands for Killer New Motherfather Grabowski. A Grabowski doesn't swear, but he lets you know when he wanted to. Laziest Man on Mars Grabowski. The hardest working Grabowski. Mark Grabowski, the laziest Grabowski. 
Matt Riley Grabowski, Michael Lair Grabowski, and Michael Wells Grabowski. We call them the Mike Grabowski brothers. They are not brothers. Mike Styles Grabowski, Moju Grabowski, N.D. Grabowski, and that stands for No Doug Grabowski. They're the Sassy Grabowski. Neil Bailey Grabowski, Neil Schaefer Grabowski, Nick Ralston Grabowski, Nick H. Grabowski, and the H stands for Grabowski again. Ozzy Olin Grabowski, Patrick Herbst Grabowski, Rain Vargas Grabowski, the Grabowskiest Grabowski, Rhiannon Grabowski, Rich Joslin Grabowski, Zarkovsky Grabowski, who was already part Grabowski, the ski part, Toasty God Grabowski, Tom Sakula Grabowski, Tommy G Grabowski, and the G stands for Good, Yosarian Grabowski, and Timmy Leahy Smith. You know what that means, Grabowskis. This man is a natural born enemy of Grabowskis everywhere. I declare a Grabowski holy war. Every true and faithful Grabowski must pick up axe and flame and take to the streets to- No, get off me. No corner of this earth can be rendered safe for a smith or I will not think this through. I have justice on my side. You can't silence the Grabowskis. We are Legion. We are Grabowski. We will have our revenge.